Welcome back to Killer Fun. I'm Christy. I'm Jackie. And we're so glad you're back with us today. Today we have the Temple of the Aztec escape room game for you. But before we do that, we're going to give you some true crime because that's what we always do at the top of the episode. We always give you some true crime and then we'll tell you a little bit more about our game and how we're going to edit it so that you're not a skipper. You don't skip the game because the games are fun and we won't make you try and follow along. It'll be fine. You labeled them. That's funny. They're skippers. You're like, you're skippers. Skippers. You game skippers. Game skippers. Don't, don't skip. Don't skip. Don't skip. Don't skip. So before we do that, though, we have exciting news. We do have exciting news. So we announced it on Twitter and Facebook, but if you didn't see it, because, you know, sometimes those posts can just slip right under the radar, Killer Fun has joined a podcast network. We are delighted to tell you that we are now a part of the Forge Audio Network, which is having their official launch probably in April. It's coming. It's exciting. Yes, but we're one of their uh, initial podcasts, so that's pretty great. We're pretty excited about gonna that. going to be in a network with a lot of good shows. Yes, and you'll hear some uh, promos for other shows that you might be interested in that are also on this network that are great. It's a, just a really great group of people. Yeah, happy to be a part of it. Yes. We're thankful that they um, they were accepting of us yeah. and, um, and that, they, that they wanted us. Right. So right. we're, we're excited. We're, we're all hoping that we can grow together. Yes. Yes. Temple of the Aztec. This is very interesting it, it topic. It is. So I thought I want to learn a little bit more about crime in the Aztec culture because... There's all kinds of stuff that you hear about. Yeah, lots of urban myths, it feels like, but maybe yeah, not. Maybe some, maybe some of them aren't so mythy. Mythy. <laughs> <laughs> First, we're going to start out talking about Aztec law. It was kind of centralized, but it was more like a loosely connected alliance of cities. So they had kind of an overall government, but it was the cities had a lot of their own enforcement and things. There wasn't like a big system of federal government. Yes, exactly. That sounds like the original platform for the Republican Party. Yeah, Yeah, like everybody does their own stuff and then we just kind of oversee it a little bit. That's kind of how it sounds like that. Crime and punishment varied from city to city and they had laws generally that covered pretty much every aspect of life. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, so marriage, inheriting estate, protecting the class system, economic situations, all kinds of stuff. For example, they had a law to protect the class system that a common person wasn't allowed to decorate their house or dress in lavish clothes because that's what the noble people did. Wow. Yes. That's my wow face going yeah. on. Like, wow, uh-huh. period. Yeah. That's that's pretty extreme. Okay. That Wow. That just sends me thinking about a whole lot. That feels like it actually would initiate a lot of crime. Yeah, you would think because somebody like, you know, put the wrong kind of pillow in their house. Right. Or just the rebellion of feeling so oppressed. I mean, it's almost like they're causing the very thing that they would want to avoid. Situation, Yeah. That's interesting. It seems like it. Well, I think there was a, a pretty big division of power and wealth. Well, and we all know how that works out eventually. Yeah, not Revolution! Not, yeah, not so great. <laughs> they had rules about marriage. 
men could have as many concubines as they wanted, but only the descendants of their first wife were able to inherit their property. So, okay. Yeah. A little, um, divorce was allowed though in a fair amount of situations and women would get half of the assets Oh, interesting. I'm like, that's quite progressive. Based on the first rule you said, I did not think the second one would be that progressive. Yeah, exactly. And and she was free to remarry, too. There was no stigma against a woman who was divorced remarrying. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Homosexuality was a crime because the way they built their economic system, it really relied on men working outside the home at a trade and women raising children and usually doing something like weaving fabric and things inside the home as another way to make money. And the way that they built that system, it wouldn't work for homosexual relationships. That was something that was a crime. Interesting also. And it's difficult for us to know how much crime there actually was, but looking at their laws we can kind of tell what kind of crime was prevalent. Oh, so, that, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they don't have, like, documentation of how many crimes were committed and when and where and whatever, but we can tell by what the laws were. So, you know, there were things that we can absolutely relate to, like murder, kidnapping, robbery, assault, stealing, disorderly conduct was uh, an issue like being drunken in the streets unless you were over 70 and then like go be drunk fair yeah if you made, if you made it to 70 <laughs> go, go, I, be, go be drunk in the streets it's who's fine. lobbying for this now because <laughs> that's really funny that's wow <laughs> I'm wow all over the place yeah. today. Like that is my overall reaction. I think it's because systemically I had no understanding of the Aztecs. I mean, I know yeah. I learned it in school. I definitely took a test and a quiz. Um, but this is not one of those areas of information that I have retained at all. And no. so I'm floored by everything you're telling me because I think I had in my mind a totally different society. We'll get to the things you probably you probably associate well, with the Aztecs. <laughs> In just a minute. Well, I associate, like, excursions from cruise ships. That's, oh, okay. You know? Yeah, like <laughs> climbing a lot of stairs yeah, in the heat. Yeah, like, of- and the, you know, the sundial. Like, I, the architecture. These are the things that I kind of think about. Okay. And I, I didn't really think about the society that much. I I didn't think about their structure. Right. And um, their government. And it sounds a lot like biblical law. Uh, like Jewish law, the way that it's written. Um, uh, those few things that you said. Yeah. Um, it feels very, well, more organized than I thought. Uh, yeah, it's pretty organized. Um, we'll get to the punishment stuff in just a minute, because that's kind of interesting. That maybe is where it deviates a bit. So there were laws about how to behave in different places. So like in the city, you couldn't be drunk in public. In the countryside, you couldn't light a fire in the woods without permission or cut down trees without permission of the people who live there. It's kind of being respectful of where you were. You could cut down a tree in the city and not, not as big a deal. Cut down a tree in the country, maybe a big deal. Okay. Yeah. So they had kind of varying laws depending on where you were. It makes sense. Just like 
just like here. So how did they deal with the crime? They had a emperor's palace where like these different crimes, high crimes could be committed or not committed. <laughs> well, I guess if it was a crime there, it probably, probably would be a high crime. <laughs> they probably did commit some high crimes in yeah. the city and in the courts. But if there was a high crime committed, they might oversee that in the emperor's palace. Primarily, though, it was all dealt with in local courts. Crime and punishment were swift and local. They made the systems really efficient. And that was really important because they did not have a prison system. Well, and the prison system is actually kind of a... It's kind of new. It's a new thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a result of a revolution of thought. Yeah, I could go down a whole rabbit hole of that, but, but punishment... Yeah, has been a lot longer than discipline, right? And disciplinary and systems—that's uh, a more of a recent right. development in the span of things, right? So, if you stole something, you would have to make some sort of retribution. Usually, um, if the crime were very significant, they wouldn't put you in prison because they didn't have it. They probably wouldn't torture you. The death penalty was a very common punishment. But some of the lighter punishments were having your home demolished. Oh, gee Yeah, that seems harsh, but okay. Or having your head shaved. I guess they were quite a vain people. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and that could be dangerous in that area of the world. Mm. You know? Yeah, your head, you could sunburn and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, to have your head shaved. Wow. But demolish your home? Oh, slavery was also a common punishment. So if you stole something from somebody and owed them a bunch of money, then you might become their slave. Isn't that interesting? When you think about Aztecs in the movies, you very often think about human sacrifice. Wow, I did not go there. Oh, oh, really? That's very interesting. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about human sacrifice in the Aztec culture because holy moly after this quick break are you looking for a review of terrible horror movies without an obnoxious scene by scene breakdown we cover the synopsis each kill and ridiculous moments that the worst streaming horror has to offer join Jared, Nick and Nathan every other Wednesday as they watch bad horror movies so you don't have to We're We're the the Spoop Spoop Squad. Squad. Let us haunt your phone or other streaming device. In Mesoamerica, human sacrifice wasn't really something that was unusual or new to the Aztecs. That uh, a lot of pre-Columbian civilizations had this as part of their cultural traditions. There was a lot of guilt felt by the Aztecs, I think. They had, they took a lot of it. They internalized it. They internalized their guilt quite a lot. When they would fight amongst themselves or with other cultures, they would take prisoners. And usually it was the prisoners that they used as a human sacrifice. Okay, kind of interesting. They have a... The legend of five sons is part of the Aztec culture. And the story behind that is that all of the gods 
sacrifice to themselves so that mankind could live. So in order to empower the gods further and keep them powerful because they sacrificed themselves for mankind, the Aztecs were required to have human sacrifices uh, to help keep them powerful. This was an effort to repay their debt to the gods. And not only was that common, really, really common. Okay, so they had, we'll talk about more about the calendar in a minute, but they had 18 months in their calendars. Right. So months, it was 20 days each. And 18 adds up to 360. And then they had five days of like fasting and prayer to make up the 365 day year. The calendar is actually what I think of first. Yes. Immediately. Yes. Yes. I think the of round, the calendar. The big round. Well, that and the countdown to, you know, the end of the world. Oh, yeah. Because that, they, their calendar stopped working. <laughs> those like, are the things that I come up with. Uh-huh. But I, that's all I kind of think about is the architecture and the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I remember when like the supposed Aztecs, predicted the end of the world. Right. There was several. I mean, they've looked at a lot of the cultures in that area, and what they saw was they stopped predicting things at a certain time. And I'm like, well, how far did you want them to go? Well, I mean, but we all kind of freaked out. (laughs) I didn't freak out. I'm like, it's like you come to the end of a 12-month calendar. The world's not going to end on December 31st because the calendar does. Right. I mean, but they had just had, they had written so far ahead that you That's wonder amazing. why did they stop then? Because yeah, it stopped fitting, you know, something you could hang on the wall. Because well, finally <laughs> someone realized, why are we doing this? This is a waste of time. But what, what optimism to think that they were going to make it. I know. You I know? love that. Yeah. I love like, that. I mean, from the time we're talking about until the calendar ended was like 600 years. I, I, I mean, a what? It was a what? long time. How optimistic that they thought 600 years, we're still going to be doing this. I wonder if like the calendar guy, the guy who was in charge of writing the calendar and he's all like, I'm going to pass this on my tradition to my son. And the son's like, no, I want to play the liar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to go play in a band. And they're like, no, this is a major tradition. You will take it. You should have an honor. And he's like, no, dad, you don't have to find me. <laughs> And then, you know, and then we all... Yeah, and the calendar, the calendar ended because the kid wanted to go play in a band. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a lot of guilt over the sacrifice that the gods made for them. And they would self-sacrifice. Like, they would take thorns and put their own blood from various points on their body as a sacrifice. Man, that's that's a lot of guilt. It is a lot of guilt, but you know what? Their story isn't that isolated. No. It very much parallels almost every religion. I think guilt is maybe just something in the human condition that... Well, and even the parallel of the, of God sacrificing themselves, yes, uh-huh, I mean, and that then we sacrifice our own lives. I mean, Christians feel the same way. We just think that actually we sacrifice by laying down our our will and saying we'll follow you. Right. We don't physically sacrifice somebody else. We you know take up our cross, so to speak. Well, the, and it's not so really very long ago in the grand scheme of human history that we were killing mm-hmm. sheep and whatnot as a Exactly. Atonement for our sins. So there's this uh, very thick cord of unity between the the thought processes Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So I mentioned those 
months. Mm -hmm. And each month they had a festival. So 18 times a year, they had a festival and they did human sacrifices in different ways at every festival. I'll post the, I think this is, it's Wikipedia. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I don't know why somebody would come and make up a bunch of stuff on the Wikipedia. So on this Wikipedia article, it tells you when the months were and what kind of sacrifice they did each month. So like sometimes they burned them to the fire gods and sometimes they extracted the heart while it was still beating. Dun, 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 dun. Which, dun, yes, dun, dun. exactly. This is a, like, the, it's a, all based on That's this. Is I'm like, true. they got it, they got it right in oh, the Indiana Jones movie. That like, scene is so like. And it's so scary. I, I th- my daughter still hasn't seen that movie because that's that one's that part's scary when they're, you know, the person's still alive. And they're okay. lowering them. They're lowering them and holding the heart above them. Now, obviously, these people did not live through having their heart. So that part was inaccurate in Indiana Jones. <laughs> what? The magic isn't real? But no. No. Though <laughs> witchcraft was considered a major, major infraction and could result in you becoming a human sacrifice. Also very similar yeah. to the other religious structures of the world. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I realized that that maybe it was as prevalent as it was. Oh. I think I really just relegated it to the movie a little bit and thought maybe it was a fringe. And that's not what I kind of thought of. But I so I didn't know that it was as... No, like super common. Super common. Super common. <laughs> Evidently, the victims... They were victims. Yes, they the, were. But they primarily were caught in war... And those were the ones that were used as human sacrifice. But they also worshipped in a similar manner in their own, from wherever they were from in that area. So they got it. They understood. They were caught. They were going to be a sacrifice to the gods. They kind of went along with it. The victims were expected to bless children and greet passersby. They wanted to hear petitions that people were making to the gods. So... The god of fire, your, I don't know, your hearth isn't working properly. You might go to the person who's being sacrificed to the fire god and say, hey, go, when you get there, ask the god to f- fix my fireplace. Yeah, that's interesting. You know? So they kind of thought themselves a bit more of a martyr. Yeah, yes, and, kind of. And they like, they led songs and processions and dances. Oh, kinda, so it was a very happy time. No, oh, not really, but <laughs> I kid. Yeah. It's long enough. Six, like it's been enough time. I can kid about yeah, this, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's very interesting that they would take it with such a, uh, with such pride. Yes. Is I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, sad, awful, barbaric, interesting, very interesting. So sometimes people who were to be sacrificial victims really felt honored, like they weren't happy about it, but they really felt honored to the point where conquistadors had fought with the Aztecs and found that when they went to free some sacrificial victims, people who were about to be sacrificed, they rejected it. 
They did not want to be freed. They wanted to be sacrificed. They wanted to fulfill this duty, which I'm like, that seems weird to me, but okay. Okay. Yeah. The honor, the honor. And when you have such a code of honor, I could see it. Yeah. I can see it. And it doesn't sound like it was like a Stockholm syndrome or something like that. It does seem like a, uh, the way that you would die honorably. Exactly. So there's on the calendar, they called, they had a name for it, which has got too many vowels and uh, too many consonants together for me to uh, pronounce that properly. But it was, it translated to Eagle Bowl. Bowl, like a bowl, like bowl. you put like food Cereal in. bowl. Yeah, cereal bowl. Eagle but, bowl. But with eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky charms <laughs> now with eagle marshmallows. If they had been smarter, when the end of the world was supposed to happen, they should have had Lucky charms with like... <laughs> with a little cool, like... Yeah. yeah, they've got like all the little cool... Uh, gods have their own symbol on the calendar. Which one would you be? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably the rabbit, because my daughter loves rabbits. I think the coolest looking one is maybe the vulture, because he kind of looks like a dragon. Which yeah. one would you be? I, I think the monkey. The monkey? Look, he's got a mohawk yeah. and an earring. He's so cool. He is cool. <laughs> he looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, they all kind of look like cartoon characters in an interesting way. They do. That's um, interesting. Okay, listeners, you're going to have to go tell us which which god you would be. And yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but, um, you know. Yeah, I figure just, that, just tell us when, which one speaks to you. Yeah, which one? At this point, it's kind of like, what's your astrological sign? There you go. That's except, how I'm looking at it, yeah. <laughs> except, except you know, which god... Are you that requires a human sacrifice at some point over the 18-month calendar? <laughs> but I do. I want to know what everybody would want to be. Anyway, so they called the... The translation was called the Eagle Bowl, but we typically call it the Aztec calendar or the Sunstone, and it's that... My parents had one in their house when I was a kid. And it yeah. was green. And, you know, the calendar, and, you know, you don't know what any of it means, but it's fascinating to look at and... I'll post an article on social media so that you can, you know, kind of have a look and see what what their names are and where they are located on the calendar. And it's kind of interesting. Um, if you want to find us on social media, you can do that on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod, on Facebook, Killer Fun Podcast, the intersection of crime and entertainment, or you can send me an email, killerfunpodcast at gmail.com. So while I was trying to find crime in Aztec... What came up but crime in Aztec, New Mexico, which I, <laughs> which I didn't even really think of. It's in the northwest corner of New Mexico, and evidently it's not a very safe place to live. Though New Mexico, according to this particular source, maybe not a great super safe place to live. Interesting which I didn't know, on a crime index of 0 to 100, 100 being the safest, Aztec, New Mexico, is but a 13. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but you're safer in Aztec than you are in New Mexico as a whole. Wow. Violent crime per 1,000 residents in Aztec is just over 5, and in New Mexico as a whole is nearly eight. 
Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, which I didn't I know. I didn't know about that New but Mexico. I love, but I love New Mexico. Have you ever been in New Mexico? It's gorgeous. I've, I've not really been there. No, you just kind of driven through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had, when I was a kid, we stopped up in the mountains of New Mexico once. Yeah. And it was beautiful. The people were super, super nice. I mean, and this was many years ago. But um, the people were great, and it was gorgeous and just absolutely lovely. And I've known many people who've gone on vacation with New Mexico as their destination and loved it. That's uh, common for a lot of beautiful places, unfortunately. Yes. Also, yes, that's very true. You know, who probably um, wasn't enjoying New Mexico were the victims of an Aztec man who used a machete to attack them. Oh, machete. Now, these were people who lived in New Mexico. So an Aztec man was accused of attacking two men with a machete in a place called Farmington Park, and he threatened a man with a knife and attempted to conceal his identity from police. This is, uh, I cover this only because I found this one. It was kind of interesting. The man's name was Cayadito. He and a couple of his buddies, I guess, I guess they were friendly at some point because they were all hanging out in this park, Brookside Park. One of the men left to go purchase alcohol. Always a good sign when you're, (laughs) you're hanging around doing nothing. Let's add some alcohol to the mix. They were not over 70. They were not over 70, so public drunkenness was not not so great. Not so great. The one who'd gone to get alcohol comes back, and Cayudito and the other man were about to fight. And the guy with the alcohol, we'll call him Alcohol Man, (laughs) because his name's not listed, didn't know why they were about to fight. Cayudito hits the... The guy he's arguing with, I guess the guy goes to defend himself, his hand gets cut, and he gets cut on the side of his head and ends up having to go to the hospital. And he did hit Alcohol Man with his machete as well, but Alcohol Man was wearing a thick coat because this was in December of 2018, so there was... You know, even in New Mexico, it gets cool. Oh, yeah. The yeah. desert gets cold yes. at night. Yes, yes. And he hit him in the back, but it didn't get through his coat. So he was okay. Another man who was at the park was threatened by Cayudito with his machete. I don't know what they were doing that they didn't feel like they could call police, but the injured man and alcohol man called injured man's girlfriend who took them to the hospital. Smart. Cayudito had threatened to come and finish the job when she came to pick them up and they got into her vehicle. He said, I'm going to come to the hospital and finish this with his machete. So she told police that once they were found and they put the hospital in lockdown. It was fine. They caught the guy, but he had given the wrong name to the police. They found his machete hidden up his sleeve. Like he didn't even put it in a bush. (laughs) He put it up his sleeve like the cops wouldn't notice that, you know, your arms like all like straight and weird at your side. (laughs) There are so many bad decisions. I can't even understand. A, if you're outside at a park and it's freaking cold outside. Alcohol is not the thing you need to warm you up. Well, no, I mean, I can understand why they think that, but I'm, I, I purport that they were up to no good to begin with. Uh, this well, this is because why they didn't call if they the were police. outside in the desert, <laughs> hanging out in the park 
with knives, and they said, we don't have any place better to be, and let's get drunk. Ah. But what's sad is they didn't even get the alcohol before they started doing no. all this. Well, So that this is dad all the way around, and, and you know... Yeah, well, he went to get alcohol. I don't know if they hadn't had alcohol well, or maybe. something stronger. Maybe so. Prior but to a this. machete? I mean... Well, and Give that did, man a mask okay. and call him Jason. <laughs> you know... And did they did they know he had the machete? Like were they hanging out and being like, "Hey, cool machete," and "Hey, this guy is easily upset. Maybe let's upset him." The dude who just showed us his really cool machete, or did he like whip it out of his? <laughs> it was up his sleeve. You know, it's up his sleeve the whole time. Can you imagine? You're hey, surprised guys. when you're out just hanging out with your dudes, loitering and stuff. And then, and then you're waiting on on some Bud Light to get back, yeah. and you're hanging out, and then you're arguing about something, and then your friend like whips out a machete. Like, can you imagine this sh- sheer surprise? Like, what's no. going on? Where did this machete come from? And how long was this guy holding on to a machete, just waiting for the opportune moment to like whip out his machete? I don't, I don't know. A while. A while. <laughs> All right. So I had read the. Temple of the Aztec backstory for the game. Yes. It had mentioned the Temple of Ozometsin. I was like, ooh, that sounds too much like something that they didn't make up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You're right. It does. It sounds legit. It sounds like they, they, they did some research. They went and read, they went and read on Wikipedia uh, a little bit about the Aztec culture before they Made a game Before about they it. they made this game about it. And uh, so cool. So I'm like, well, who is Ozomatsen? Well, he's commonly called Ozomatsen, but his actual name was Tezcacau Watson. Interesting. Yeah. This guy was actually the grandfather of the most famous Aztec emperor, Montezuma. Interesting. Yes. So it was kind of interesting. So this uh, Ozomatsun had a beautiful daughter, and another Aztec emperor wanted to marry the beautiful princess, who was the daughter of Ozomatsun. Ozomatsun was unwilling to let his daughter wed. So the story goes that he used magical powers to call up an army of spiders, centipedes, scorpions, bats, and wild beasts to protect his daughter from this other emperor who wanted to marry her. Marrying emperor had a dream and a spirit told him that marrying the princess was his destiny and he should continue to try. And so the spirit told him to fashion a arrow that was beautifully decorated and hollow and to put a beautiful jewel inside of it. And so he did. He, and then he traveled to Ozomatsun's village and went up to the temple where he lived and shot the arrow over the wall. And the beautiful princess found it and was amazed at its beauty. And she broke it open and found the jewel inside. And she was very pragmatic in order to test the legitimacy of the jewel put it between her teeth to bite it to make sure that it was hard and not, you know, paste or whatever. And she swallowed it by accident and it grew to be Montezuma within her belly. This is the, the, 
the myth behind how Montezuma came to be a great ruler in the Aztec culture. It was probably really like a political thing. They gave it this mythology to try and make it more romantic and accessible and give Montezuma like a God-given right to rule because he was created from a jewel. He was the jewel of the Aztec. Now we all think of him when we have issues in the restroom. Montezuma's (laughs) revenge. Yes. Right. Well, what it sounds like is a very, very intuitive way to get out of some trouble. Yeah. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, I feel like, hey, we're in trouble. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, this is what we're going to do. And then we're going to tell everybody it was divine. Yes. Dale. Yes. I think that you you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I I feel like that's, you know. Yeah. We're going to give them this mythological story. And that way. Make these people heroes. We won't be in trouble. For what we've done. Because the gods ordained it. You know, the ones that we sacrifice humans to 18 times a year? Yeah, those. Those guys. And so what we'll do is, you know... Well, create a story. Yeah, I don't. I don't think if if I had gotten in trouble, I don't think I could pull off that story. I don't think. So. I don't think that. Of course, they c- I wasn't a beautiful princess either. That would have helped. I think it was more. Uh, <laughs> in hindsight, we're going to tell the story because the truth is really, really awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of want to believe that that the princess and the emperor came up with this to fool the dad. Like, oh, I kind of. No. I have this like fantasy about this to say i think i think that the princess and her not yet husband um came up with this This, idea uh, to try to oh no i I think it was uh less personal than that so do you think that the princess had any say in this at all no no i really don't um no because the they believe there's a chronicler who studies Aztec history and he said that actually the other emperor that wasn't the princess's father actually continued to wage war on the inhabitants until they were conquered but in order to kind of smooth it over for the next generation after they'd conquered them finally to smooth it over they kind of made it this well you love Montezuma and Montezuma's he's a jewel and I mean, I'm sure that's very, very true, but I'm going to stick to my fantasy. Yeah, yeah. you like the... uh, I like my fantasy. She got knocked up, and this is how we're going to explain it. There you go. That's the one. I I like my my awkward Disney version (laughs) better than the political posturing of making her property. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. So, now we're going to play a game. The Temple of the Aztec escape room game. We have played four, or no, three previous escape rooms. This is the fourth one. This finishes out this particular game. So what we're going to do is Jackie and I are going to play. You're not going to be able to follow along with the game. That's fine. I'm going to give you all the little funny bits that we talk about. And just enough context so that you can understand why it's funny. And, Listen, then, and then we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah, and then we'll tell we'll, you what we think of the game. We'll um, tell you what happened and what we thought. And Yeah, and then yeah. we're going to lie to you and tell you we won no matter what happens. 
Can See, that was the thing. Because before, we in. before when we, we we tried to let everybody follow along, we had to admit our defeat. But see, this way you can kind of hang out with See, us, now, but you don't we, get to know. If we actually get out now, now they're going to think that we didn't actually get out. Well, dang. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you. <laughs> Jackie will lie to you that we got out, and I'll tell you the truth. Traitor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to get to it. Enjoy our funny bits here in a minute. Wait. Where, where right? did you get wind from? You can see me but not feel me. But isn't wind you can feel me but not see me? Oh, that's what I mean. You can't oh, see oh. me but you can feel me. Okay, yeah, wind. Okay. So wind. Yeah. So we know that's the fourth one. That's the fourth one. Okay. Uh, see but not feel. I know. Feel but not see. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had me all messed up though because I was like, wait, what? Uh-huh. How is that wind? It's so funny because this actually looks like a language that my friend and I came up with in high school. Oh. You remember like how you would pass notes and things? Well, we had a notebook and, oh. and then we also would just write it on paper, but we had come up with this kind of code. And so, and we what? got so fast with it that we could write just as fast in that as we could in others. Wow. Yeah. And tell you the truth, I couldn't write it now. I wouldn't no. tell you. What it was, but it was very similar to this. Did you have like a little Rosetta Stone? Initially. Okay. Initially we did, but then eventually we didn't need it and we could just write it so fast. And if anybody found it, they would have no idea. Wow. That's, (laughs) that's pretty cool. Day seven, another break for the calendar on the floor. Outer ring has 18 months. Hey. Hey. That's the first time we've ever gotten the congratulations, <laughs> you've made it out noise. That was a very weak noise. It was. I expected more. More I fanfare. expected, like, excitement. And more fanfare. We won. Sort of. Ish. 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 So I would say, of the four, this is supposed to be the hardest one. But I think that this was the easiest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because up until the last little bit there, we actually were on the right track. Yeah, we, we kind of understood what was going on. We just needed a little help. Push, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If the people in the Aztec temple had had the internet that they could have gotten some help, they'd have taken it. True. So I'm going to not feel bad about it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Way to justify it. Huh? Yes. <laughs> we escaped... We escaped, but we had a little help. We, we legitimately, did. we legitimately escaped, but we legitimately needed a little help. We did. I would say of the four, this was the easiest one, and this was supposed to be the hardest one. Now, I don't know if it was the easiest because we understood kind of how they set up their puzzles a little better. Than like we did maybe the first game we played. Yeah, I felt like the uh, code breaking portion of it wasn't so right. Cumbersome. Yeah, well, and there wasn't quite as much math. Mm-mm. There was some math, let's but be not a lot. Yeah, this one had minimal code breaking, and also you kind of knew a little bit about the actual history, so you could figure some things out. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was fun. I wish we could have. I don't know. I hate to say I wish they were a little bit easier, but I kind of wish they were a little bit easier. It seems like 
don't give us a time limit or... I don't know, maybe a little little easier, but more of them. So that maybe it's about racing against the clock, not necessarily figuring out the puzzles. Like if you're, if you're good at logic puzzles, you should be able to kind of fly through it quicker. I don't know. Yes. I feel like. Yes. These aren't totally logical. Agreed. There's a little bit of guess. There's a little bit of stretch going on. Right. There's a little too much you have to read into it. Yeah, reading between the lines rather than connecting the dots. I feel like if it was more connecting the dots and less reading between the lines, it would be more fun. Yes, but it was fun. It was fun. But like the real escape rooms that you go to with your family, that's a lot more like connecting dots. Quick, quick puzzles. Yeah, and sometimes they're not quick. Yeah. Oh, I've never done one. Sometimes they're not quick, but they're all very logical. Like there's definitely a rhyme or reason. There's definitely things to figure out and put together. And Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more, not straightforward, but it's a little less creative. Okay. So it's a little bit more about the actual puzzle. A little less trying to figure out that the thing on the wall means that they burned monkeys wrapped in plants on a stone and that's the four gods right Mm -hmm. a little less of a stretch so but it was fun yeah we took the kids and my sister-in-law was in town and um we went and yeah it was good we made it out oh good that's good cool all right well that was fun that was fun and i'm glad it's over (laughs) yeah i'm kind of done i'm kind of done with the escape room games it was just enough Mm -hmm. we hope that you enjoyed it We're glad that you joined us and didn't skip the game. Yeah. Skippers. (laughs) Skippers. Next time, we're going to watch... I think this is one of your favorite movies. Uh, Did you tell me this? Yes, Yes. it's up there. All right. Seven. Best. With uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Which is awesome right now. Yes. Yeah. So you can totally watch it. Join along. We'll talk about it. You know, I haven't seen this movie in... I don't know that I've ever seen the whole movie. (gasps) I'm going to be honest. Because it's a little, like, intense, right? Yeah, I would say it's a little intense, but it's not... um... It's not energetic like, say, 12 Monkeys was energetic, okay. Okay. like where Brad Pitt is doing one of his super weird yeah, things. Yeah, like manic. Yeah, <laughs> he's not like uh, 12 Monkeys weird or, or Fight Club weird. Okay. He's a little bit more down to earth, but it's definitely an intense story. Okay. Because I think I, maybe I wasn't so good with the intense stories when this movie came out. Maybe so. Yeah. Well, this is this is a good movie. Yeah. We have a box. We have a we have a box. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna do that next time. So join us in a couple weeks. We'll come at you hopefully with some insights that you hadn't thought of. Hopefully, hopefully. So thank you for listening. We know you have a choice when you listen to podcasts. We don't just come on the radio somewhere. You're making a choice to listen to us, and we so appreciate it. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it.